All right, today we are talking about the affiliates that decide to leave the community, what it's like, how they're gonna rebrand and what their identity will be to help us discuss it. We have Todd on the call as always, but then Caleb Nelson, former box owner, my former partner at CrossFit Clifton Park, who then eventually rebranded to Purebred Athletics, de-affiliating from CrossFit. So welcome Caleb to the show. You've been on before, but welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be back. So for the record, these guys already made fun of me prior to the show so we can kick off and get to serious business right away. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm gonna kick it off with this first and then we can go from here. These boxes are de-affiliating. Todd, I sent you a message this morning from someone's Instagram that was basically, hey, we're rebranding community because we don't stand behind CrossFit. We're gonna, I'll, I'll read it actually. I'll read it right here. Not all of it, but um, we are taking steps to rebrand the gym in a way that does not disrupt the service we provide to our members. We're committed to helping our community optimize health and fitness using the CrossFit methodology. So I sent it to Todd, I'm like, what's wrong with this? And it's obvious, hey, we're rebranding using the CrossFit methodology. That's my biggest gripe with this. What's, let me kick it to Todd first, Caleb, and then I want to hear how you navigated that. So, Todd, what's your opinion on that? I mean, that's the, 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 just like I said to you, it's like they're, they're, they're proud of the methodology, proud to use it, but they're not willing to come with, you know, take everything that comes with it. Now, and needless to say, obviously, right now, you, you're not terribly excited about what else comes with it, but if you were if you were going to pull away from the CrossFit brand, then you need to pull away from CrossFit. Like it's, it's not, I can, I can use the methodology. I'm going to do everything the same. I'm just not going to pay my affiliate fee. Like, what are you talking about? What are you doing? Like I, I remember before this incident happened at a level one, not too long ago, it, we had some uh, participants that were from a, a gym that was not an affiliate. And they made a point to say, hey, we still do CrossFit. I don't know why you guys shun us from the community. We do Helen. We lift. We snatch. We still do CrossFit. We just don't call ourselves CrossFit. I don't know why you guys have a problem with that. It's like because you are stealing from some, something. Like you're taking something and using it and not giving credit where credit's due. We're pay, paying the small fund, you know, fee to use that methodology. So Yeah, love that, or hate the fun. man. Love or hate the man right now, it's his, it's his IP. Right. I mean, and, and Caleb, you've, you and I have spoken about this before, and, and one thing you've said that's kind of true, I want to hear you, you say it to the, to the audience, is that's a downfall of what CrossFit did. Yeah. So if I was to really take a deeper dive into some of the statements right there, did he start this business to get credit? or to start this business to change the And from that alone, if you're doing things for credit, cool, like that's very, to change the world, you did it. And he did it in a way with an affiliate model that changes things very fast, right? Low barrier to entry, you have easy access, you get a lot of things really quickly and you can both and max act. And- who's, Whose house is making all that noise? Is that you, Caleb? Not mine. It's it's cutting in and out to me. I can't hear it. You got, you got a nursery going on there? Is Lexi running a nursery behind you? Nobody else is in my house right now. It's just me. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Might be I, Todd. I'll start over then. No, no, no. You, <laughs> you, were, pretty, you were pretty coherent. You were pretty coherent. 
Just so a little choppy. When you think about that, that's what they optimized for. And that was a, that's a decision, whether it was conscious or subconscious is really irrelevant because they reap the rewards of that. And I fully agree. Like having, I mean, I'm a not affiliate and I will fully accredit the fact that much of my career launched because of any association to it. And it changed the fitness industry like bar none. Impact. Awesome. That's great. And I personally believe like that's where it went. Now, what I see CrossFit leveraged, right? If people want to like get into the nitty gritty of what it is, like you're, they're selling fitness, right? And that's a very different thing to sell in this day and age, but they had to gamify it. And that's where they leveraged the CrossFit games. That's what made it attractive. If we really like take a big, like overarching vision of this, they made a game and you could play it from your own house or you could play it from the space down the street. Which, which in fairness was gamified before the games. Coach Glassman talks about the first time Greg Amundsen came in and he's like, you're going against that guy. So Greg Amundsen has said, I never looked at exercise like that. Certainly. And I'm not saying that's bad or good, but remember early adopters are going to be attracted to that part of it anyway. It blew up and let's give it credit where credit's due. The games is very attractive and there became a, a point, and this can lead to quickly where I started to find my, my disagreements where I eventually no longer found it was the right fit for me is that it attracts a very specific audience. The words forging elite fitness speak very directly to a very specific personality type, right? And if people want to say words don't matter, look at what two words in one tweet did, right? So let's take that right there. That attracts a very specific persona. And one of the biggest, biggest things that people inside the community typically say is CrossFit is for everybody. Now, once you're in it and you're behind the closed door, behind the thing, you're like, oh yeah, like this is all the stuff. I get it now. But until you don't get that, 99% of people are looking for a gym or any facility in general because they want to lose weight. Nobody actually cares about how much you can clean and jerk until you get inside of a CrossFit gym and says, cool, let's learn how to clean and jerk. Let's remember that it is a box owner who happens to typically be a former athlete or somebody who like found it through this one way, shape or form and was attracted to the games or whatever it was, and then put their own subjective spin on like, I like this thing. And then other people should do it too. Cause I found it to be that way for me. Now I probably speak from a very strong standpoint and like emotional pieces of this, because I also grew up in a cult and like strong structures and like things that worked well for one thing. That's another topic, Todd. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we as we look at similarities in between cultures, right? And we want to talk cult or whatnot. Like on every second counts, Wellborn discusses, "Hey, is CrossFit a cult?" Well, yeah. He goes down the list and goes, "Yeah." Like by that definition, it is. So, by virtue of that, it attracted certain personality types. And when I started to get to a point when there was the market flooding, which is a great thing. Like again, let's talk impact. It got a lot of people interested in health. There's a new way to do it. It can be a game. It can be fun. I think that's amazing, right? And I like anybody who wants to argue that he did not do that out of their mind, right? So the other part of this is the convenience, right? And this could go very deep, but like anybody who wants to say like this, like, like this is a polarizing statement. Again, do I think it's smart? Personally, no, I don't like shit. Like that was, that would, I mean, somebody should not have sort of told them, like, don't do that. That's, that's stupid. Again, that's my opinion. Um, 
but Glassman's been polarizing for ages. And in this day and age, like where it's not cool to be polarizing, people are stepping off the bandwagon. And like, and, like that's also what you you wanted to be polarized. And he also pushed you to a polarizing place in this world. So it happens to be where he pushed the line too far. And this is where he's going to start to see a lot of that. That is an effect of a decision of how this whole business structure was set up. Again, bad or wrong, different, it doesn't matter. He got, he, he changed things. If he maximized for impact, he did it. Now maximizing for credit. Now we're at a whole different place in this world, right? I, from me, from a personal standpoint, other people saying, hey, I do CrossFit too, right? Like if it's supposed to be that accessible that anybody can just hop on HQ and say, I'm doing CrossFit right now. Like I do the workouts. Again, if you're selling it, that's a very- They're not making money off of it. That, like, yeah, that's, that's where we're, we're- Not disagreeing with that, but that's part of the fact. Like that's whether people, times people came up to me and just said like, you guys are doing CrossFit. Like, oh, I wanted to like a, a client said like, oh, I was doing CrossFit down the road at blank Globo Gym with somebody. And the trainer themselves is like, I didn't do that. I just did some like cross. And I've talked to the people who are like, no, I'm just doing some different cross training stuff. Like that's the product of like, you made it very vague and very accessible. So the consumer is going to have their own consumer confusion. That's a, okay. It's a good I thing. You know, it's going to come with both, right? You're going to be very popular, very fast, but now you're going to come with the, if it's, if CrossFit is everything, then it's nothing at the same time. So you're going to, to me, at a certain point, you hit a breaking point and you start to lose your leverage and saying, this is IP, right? Because you can't patent squats. Squatting existed beforehand. And, and you I, can't even patent squatting for time. You can't. I get it. I mean, then you go on Peloton, there's Tabata classes. Roz is basically doing CrossFit through Peloton. Right. But let's let, let's let Todd, let's let Todd chime in. Well, I think we're on the same page. Like, I'm, we all agree with that. You, 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 it's not the fact that people are doing squats and kettlebell swings. It's the fact that they're, it, they're implying that they're still calling it CrossFit. They're just not willing to pay the, 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 the piece that they should. So if you don't want to call it CrossFit, then, then step away and don't do that. Now, I'm curious. So, it, so it, the way it made, you made it sound to me is that you decided to unaffiliate because of the over... Uh, I guess the the exposure to the CrossFit Games was that it? it was you felt like people thought that that everything was the CrossFit Games and that was hurting the the that, clientele that had the potential to come to your gym? Is that what you're saying? That was part of it. I mean, and don't get me wrong, like, but, but please, both of you play devil's advocate against everything. Like, Jay and I had a fallout. I was pissed at the world. Everything that resembled like what I was upset at, I was just like throwing to the side. And um, at this place, at this place in business, like knowing where I am now, like don't get me, I put myself in a like a shit spot, a real shit spot afterwards, like financially and like in life because of anger and emotion. So when people I'm seeing right now, and don't get me wrong, people want to disaffiliate. Like I'm not going to tell you no. Like live your best life, do the thing, and live by your true, true, truest values when you're of, of a level head. The one of the, you know, my background is a little more like I studied kinesiology. I was always very intrigued by like recovery, uh, like injury prevention. And yes, with the competitive side, what we were seeing was like anything anybody cared about, like the games would happen. Like what, what did Rogue do? They would sell like blank things. We just sold off our Rogue blocks 
that we bought just because like they had them at the games. The Remember those we bought those? But, but you guys did that, right? You're saying that you bought that stuff from we, the games? We bought those. They were the blocks that you used one year to get shorter people yeah, to the pull Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the little dense rubber things. Yep. So you're the, a bitch to move also. This is the, like, if you look in general marketing, what do you do? Like say, here's my system. Here's the thing that goes along to solve that problem. Buy my thing to go with it, right? Like all of it became part of this cyclical thing. And that's not a bad thing again, but that's playing to the game of it. And everybody wants to say like, it wasn't part of that. Well, it was. And the number of times I would go into a group meeting with other box owners, there's one where people were trying to create this uh, New York state games, whatever. And I'm looking at everybody, I'm like, cool guys this is great but like i'm looking around at all of you and like two of you of these boxes are more competitive and then i had one person and i pointed them out and be like so you guys are one of like the competitive ones they're down the road and there's some of my the majority of them were their clients were my former my former clients and i'm like so you guys are more like the competitors like no actually we're more like gen pop and like i'm like you literally don't even know what you guys come off at like you're 20 to 25 year old as a demo and that's a very different demo than 40 year old moms so there's a, what I've learned because most people are going into it as a box owner is like, I like exercise. I'm young. Here's an accessible thing to get into. I'm going to go just work out and like teach people. Like it's a common misconception. And then as I grew into my own space with this, I'm like, wait, like we have to find a, a niche within this market because we're not actually, and I think Khalip has talked about a lot of times, like you're not competing against other CrossFits. You're competing against the health and wellness industry. And again, if you take that bigger macro view of this thing, you're, what do 90% of the clientele out there need? They need weight loss. So as I started to see people have conflicting ideas of how to get there, I mean, Jason knows this about me. Like I took, after I disaffiliated, I was, I was just, again, I was just pissed more than anything, but I was like, okay, the, some of the final straws was like, I had a client come up to me after I pulled kipping pull-ups from our programming because specifically this one person like was doing kipping pull-ups and I thought they were going to rip their shoulder out. I did that. And you would have thought like I took people's firstborn from them. It was insane. And it was not understanding. Like there's this power of this bigger that's saying this is important, right? Barbells are important, whatever. When I saw them switch to dumbbells a couple of years of the games, so that's a brilliant move because most people are so married to the barbell in terms of getting people fit, like they don't think about anything outside of that, right? So for me, when I was starting to see my, the majority of my demo was families and people that had not worked out in 10, 15, 20 years, the last thing they need is a barbell on their back. As much as anybody could argue that, they haven't even earned the right to do a proper air squat. Why are you giving them a barbell? But when you're playing against this crowd mentality of like, this is CrossFit and that's that CrossFit and this is the thing and there, you know, I was frustrated for one, but the final tilting point was like, I started just getting angry at myself. Like I'm pointing the finger of blame at CrossFit for all these things. Uh, I'm going to fail or I'm going to win. Fuck that. I'm going to put that on my own shoulders. I'm going to fail of my own regards. And like, because I can't, I can't hide behind somebody else's shadow and be like bitching and moaning and like not take responsibility for my own actions. What's going on in my space is my thing. And yeah, so I was like, I'm not going to sell CrossFit anymore. Do I still use functional movement? Do I have other things? Sure. Um, but what this now leads into it that I think many people have no concept of what's going to happen next is you're about to run into a massive identity 
crisis. It's like you literally somebody turning 40 and be like, where the hell am I at in my life now? I just had a kid. Who am I been now? There. I've been there. I just turned 40. I, but, but can I, I go back to something but, you said? And then I'll let you speak, Todd, because it, it's probably in the same vein. Earlier you said, you know, just does glass on one credit or money. And I kind of feel like that's like a music musician. Most musicians will tell you, I do it for the love of music. But if I take the same three chords and play them in the same, you know, tempo and call it a different song, they're going to sue me. Even though they wrote that song because they love music. So it's kind of the same principle. Glassman certainly did this because of passion. He wanted to change the world, but that doesn't give just anybody the right to use it. Let's let, let's let Todd speak and then but go the ahead. Yep. The word use, no, the difference was that it, did he want impact or did he want credit? Two very different things because- but I think musicians- Well, and it, 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 yeah, yeah, I can't speak for him. I, it seems like he's uh, appreciates both. He wants impact and credit for yeah, it. Yeah, but, I don't think he's. I don't think he's upset. He has a house in Hawaii. Right. Yeah. Here, here's here's the thing that I that I struggle with, and that what I've seen in the community is that people will complain about their members coming in and thinking that CrossFit is just the games, and like when something new comes out at the games, they need to buy them. But then, as you guys just admitted, you guys were the ones that were facilitating that idea. Like, these blocks showed up at the game. We got to buy these blocks. This kipping pull has to happen. We got to do that. So I think the disconnect is the fact that, like, you said eventually that, hey, I don't want to hide behind the shield of CrossFit and let everybody just do CrossFit. I want to create my own brand and identity. And then, you know, then I'm the one that holds that. I feel that. I feel that I've been able to maintain that identity even through still being affiliated with CrossFit because people's true understanding of CrossFit is exactly what I give them and show them. And so when they walk in the door, if all I care about and my other coaches or owners care about is the CrossFit games and how fast I do the workout and that I'm never going to scale it and that we need all the equipment that I saw the rogue do, guess what my members are going to do? And then that guy that you know, shouldn't be doing kipping pull-ups is going to be like, well, everybody else wants to do it RX and they think that that's it. And because I've set that example, whereas if you take the different approach of this thing that it's like, no, 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 the CrossFit games is like watching the NFL. You guys are here. We're playing flag football. I'm going to take you how to teach you how to do that. It's like, I, I feel like I've seen a number of affiliates that have been able to do that. I feel like we've done a fairly decent job at that to where that argument of, the CrossFit games causing everybody to think that that is CrossFit is not the case because what people think CrossFit is in my gym is what I've showed them CrossFit to be. So I now have created, created my own version of CrossFit, CrossFit and my own brand, but I'm also still associated with the bigger brand. And I don't think there's any misconception in that. I haven't felt that. Um, and so I in my opinion, you can do both things. You can have your own brand. You can still be associated with CrossFit. Um, and, you know, you can take the good that comes along with it and you can shield the bad by having your own distinct brand, whether that brand is CrossFit Rife like Fern has or whether it's Drive Fitness like I have. You've still now created your own unique brand and the people that it impacts, which are the ones that are walking in and out of your door on a daily basis, see and understand your the difference between your brand and the, the headquarters brand potentially so i that just kind of is what struck me as i heard, listened to you there it's it's tough to think I, that it's crossfit's fault for the way that you guys 
approach CrossFit in your gym. I agree. I agree with, I, I can understand where you're saying that. That makes a lot. Absolutely. We perpetuated our own fault and our own problem within that. Um, ironically over the past year, like I've actually, I genuinely was considering reaffiliating because I liked the direction that CrossFit was going in terms of the CrossFit for health. I think yeah. the piece is when you're paying for an affiliation, this is the difference that Jay just actually posted in his, his video. He just made it like there's a difference between franchise and affiliate. Right? Yep. To me, when I, at, when I was spending the money, I was like, I'm spending this money for marketing, right? Because now I can put the name there and I get a brand association. This is going to get me a hookup somewhere else. Okay. Marketing, but that's my marketing expense. And as far as marketing goes, like, $3,000 a year is nothing like that's a drop in the bucket. We all know this at this point. Um, when I didn't, again, when I didn't find that if my general marketing was not bringing me the general client that I was wanting in return, that just seemed like it didn't make as a business it didn't make sense. The secondary piece I hear within that is that you've also set yourself up to be able to walk away from CrossFit at any point because you have your own brand. And at I mean, Jay and I talked about this the other day, like, what was it, 10 years ago, however long ago, there was the black box thing where there's a bunch of fallout stuff with that, where more or less the discussion came around, like, you should set yourself up to be able to just operate as your own business, because at any point, if you can't make an existential flex, right, if you ever want to look at, like, Infinite Game from Simon Sinek, like, an existential flex comes from, like, do you, at your core values, disagree with the direction of this other governing body, which by virtue of just putting your name with that, you're associating with, in my opinion, everything that comes along with it, right? Like, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Like, you're kind of going that path. And having made, been the person who's made a distinct shift and, like, cut that from that, I can say, like, now, like, okay, these are my values. These are my things. This is how it operates when it comes into my business. Do I disagree that, I mean, again, for a long time, much of my general values overlapped very so so much so but i also wasn't super clear on what i valued in general so i think if you and I, again yours might completely a thousand percent line up i'm not going to disagree with that at all and could it both coexist absolutely one of, my best, one of my best friends owns northeast crossfit and he has like great box awesome i support him to the nines like he crushes it and i'm like dude but on the flip side if you're going to look at like what now that where people are moving into this new space, if they are going to disaffiliate, because at the end of the day, like the biggest discussion comes down to like, so you made a decision, you disaffiliated or you're staying affiliated. What comes with that? Like people are going to, whether it's $3,000 or a hundred thousand dollars, people are going to say, what's my money going towards? If I had these only these 3000 or 5,000, I don't even know what the affiliate fee is nowadays. I have, I have only this amount of monies to go towards moving my vision of my business forward not my gym, not my CrossFit, my, my business, my livelihood that paying for my, my personal self, my vision of like health and happiness and my family and all that other jazz, what am I going to put it towards? And I think right now in this place in history, people are asking themselves, where do my values lie? And that's the only thing that's brought to light. The problem that's going to come for anybody who does disaffiliate, and this was, this was me, I had to ask myself that very question, like, I know how to pitch high intensity functional movements constantly varied, you know, the, the whole rampant. I could, I mean, I sold it for years before that. And then I had to ask myself the question, like, cause I'm not going to look myself in the mirror and say like, I'm just going to use the same thing and just say like, it's the same thing. Cause it's not like, and anybody who does that, I agree. Like from an ethical level and everybody's gonna have their sliding scale of ethics for me, I could not do it. And for me, from a personal experience, 
people are going to have a very difficult time describing what the hell they're doing because they were selling fitness. And the beautiful thing about CrossFit is we pitched fitness as like, it's a score and it's a game, but like to do what and what is goal setting? But we set the goals, we set the parameters. Well, in, and if you guys have ever looked into cognitive behavioral therapy, like somebody's walking in as a client and I tell my clients all the time, like my goal is to put myself out of a job. If that's the goal, they need to lead the conversation from day one. They are telling me what the goal is. They're telling me, and 90% of people are going to say, hey, my goal is to lose weight. So now you're no longer in the fitness industry. You're in the weight loss industry. And that's a different game, right? You're selling against Arbonne's. You're selling against P90X. You're selling directly to that where they have a method and a rhyme and a reason to get you to lose weight. CrossFit is to get you to get fit. Well, fit for what, right? Now you have to redefine all those things. Can it be done under CrossFit? Absolutely. And CrossFit's clearly shown to be able to do that, right? And it's kept the community alive along those things. But for people who are going to disaffiliate, I'm saying that like, as you know, people are hyped and they're like, they're doing their thing F that. Like you're about to like, you're really good about like the ethical and moral decision you made, but now you're going to have a very new conversation and like the fit moment. And it's not going to come like, a month or two months, three months down the line, like you're moving into a place right now in, in the world where reopening a business under COVID duress, your business is going to look different. You can't program the same way. You can't run your operations the same way. You have to restructure your business and now you're going to restructure your identity at the same time. Well, I think we're, let's let Fern chime in as well, but I think we're kind of, I think there's the argument of if you're de-affiliating, what should you be doing? And then there's the whole completely other topic of how do you create the identity and branding? But right? I mean, it's right, but they're relevant. They, they go together. They, yeah, they you do can't go talk together, about them independently I'm, of each other. Like if that I'm was, just saying, that doesn't work. But, but my point is, until we get through the argument of if you de-affiliate, what, what should you be doing as far as your programming? We can't really talk about the brand identity. At the end of the day, it's exercise, man. Like, but is it? I guess that's the argument, though, too. Then, right, Caleb? Like, the question I don't is, think your you, your your programming probably isn't going to change very much. Is what I'm going to assume. It's which how is you then CrossFit, right? But it's it's the issue is is how you communicate it, right? So, what are you going to tell people you're giving them? I think you know Caleb made a good point with that. Um, how are you? How is it going to be worded on your website? How are you going to post about it? What's what are the terms that you are going to use and how are you going to describe that and how do people know what they're going to be getting from? How, so Caleb, if somebody walked into your box, when you're now virtual, yeah. right? So, but when, when you were open, you had a brick and mortar and someone walked in and said, hey, I'm interested. How, first, let me ask you this. How often did someone come in and say they were interested in CrossFit? Never. Really? Once you changed to Purebred Athletics? People said, hey, I heard that you can do some of this stuff. I'm like, yeah, but like even before we disaffiliated, the number one thing people walked in for is like, I want to lose weight. Well, and you created that culture. So kudos to you. You're you're so okay. Well then and then how did you describe what you were doing without using the word CrossFit? In the beginning, I'm gonna teach you how to move properly. Here's this course I have, it's called Foundations. And that's the truth. Like it's the foundations of movement and this is how i'm gonna this is what like you need to be able to do this any anyway you know then that was it that was mostly it and here, 
<laughs> well, if you could sell that, short and sweet Bird, to the point. Bird's gonna hire you. <laughs> it, I mean, not for nothing. That's kind of what I did at Albany. I just happened to use it. No, you took your shirt off a lot and flirted with the women. For the record, at Albany. No wonder you guys had a falling out. <laughs> yeah, I got get it. pissed about that. Yeah, you got like two, you had a better six pack. There can only yeah. be one shirtless man in this cup in this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's just cool. Like again, people want to like make fun of the the shticky stuff on like the internet and this and that and anything. Like once you realize most things are just marketing, so people with the four second attention span will turn their head and go, "Oh, I'm gonna listen now." Like okay, whatever, you know. But again. You know, I don't know how many, I don't know how many times Jay, you actually sat and listened to me talk to people. Like you're just asking people questions about what the hell do they want, and it, it's never I want a better clean and jerk. It's never, no, it, no. And like no matter what you're selling, that's it. And I think that if CrossFit wants to hold on to this is my again, this is just personal opinions. If they want to hold on to the reins and like bleed people dry for anybody who ever uses the word CrossFit, or they could go into it and say wow, everybody knows the word CrossFit. Everybody knows it. Awesome. I have a new opportunity, right? If you want to keep looking at the past and just be like, we're going to try to cling to every bit of control there. Cool. You're probably going to run into more of these types of situations that you're in right now. That's my personal opinion. But when you look at like anything, you know, and I've, I've been somebody who's been under subject of duress of people telling me like, this is how it's going to be. And I'm always going to cling to control and don't get me wrong. I'd also turned around and was that same asshole myself in plenty of times in business too. There is this point right now where if they want to be all that in a bag of chips, it means you have to tighten up, tighten up the system. If you want to, because otherwise you're paying, like people are paying you to use a name, which is paying to have brand association, which is paying for marketing. It's sexy. CrossFit's a sexy name. It's a damn good name. It like, it's attractive and it solves a lot of like confusion really fast. Like I'm going to do a lot and I'm going to get fit. Cool. It's to the point. I mean, you know, as you said that, it made me pause. Not going to lie. I mean, there would be a greater impact on the world through CrossFit. But at the same time, we have to acknowledge it's a business. Sure. But there's a new way for them to clearly they have to restructure their business anyway, because that's what they're doing. But how would they make money if they just said anyone can use this name? Easy. Like it's a system. That's it. Yeah. yeah, It's a train. It's the training. It's the training department. That's your, you would get a lot more people at seminars is what you're saying. Exactly. Music musicians make nothing on this. Like what did think of like the grateful dead? Okay. They let people, they made their money on the road. Yes. Well, so, yeah, so I, I agree with you, Caleb, and a lot of this, but I do think there has to be, there has to be some sort of line in the sand with regard to protecting myself from liability. If anybody can just slap that on there and use that. So like, let's say I don't make somebody pay for that. Like I'm now opening the larger corporation up into a significant amount of liability because I didn't license that. Right. So like, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, there's probably some spot in the middle, which is like, I have to protect the brand because there are idiots in the world who are going to do something malicious or stupid or something like that. So if you're going to use it, Again, I think most people would understand it better if you're just like, it's a license to use the name. I don't necessarily know that it's marketing. Marketing comes along with that because it is a worldwide recognized brand. Like just by association, it's like free marketing. But it's more of a licensing fee with regard to using that and to use the methodology, right? So I look at it that way. And now, and the other thing that when you were talking earlier that I thought was interesting was 
the, the ability to flex. Well, I mean, like him or not, he gave everybody the absolute ability to flex, which is use CrossFit in the name or don't, but you still need to pay the affiliation fee, right? If you're going to use the methodology. So you're not pigeonholed into one or the other. Like you can That's make it point. to purebred. You can make it purebred athletics and it never had to say CrossFit in the name. Um, and, or you could say CrossFit Rife and I can just, you know, live my life and, and we could both win. And I, I think people are, while they like to bitch about the affiliation fee, really overlook the convenience that was provided to them. Because if I go open a, a fit body boot camp or an orange theory, I get told literally everything. And they're probably going to take something to the tune of 50% off my margin. Now they are going to put some systems in place. That's probably going to help propel the business a little bit more, but I'm still going to forfeit 50%, maybe 25% for the second location. So I think a lot of people have just overlooked it. Like he gave supreme flexibility to do basically whatever the hell you want. I agree with that thousand percent. But again, this comes back to a very simple conversation of what are you optimizing for? Did you optimize for freedom and your ability to do whatever you want? Or do you optimize for profit? Right. And like, if you want one or the other and who's to say what impact is right. Fit body bootcamp or burns or orange theories, like not for nothing. They're changing people's lives. Whether we percent. But what I'm saying is that he put that back on the affiliate. He's like, I'm doing cause and I asked coach Glassman. He was like, we're not in the business game. They're in the training game, right? Like their, their, their bread and butter has always been the seminar. He's like, that is what we do. We train trainers. That has always been his very overt direction for the company with regard to like what we do yeah. with the kind of like doing on there. And what he did was, was like, you know, impact, like I get to decide what impact is on my business, just like you do with that. And again, I just think it's, it's worth noting that like that's on the business. That's not on CrossFit with it when, with it regard to like your brick and mortar or your virtual uh, brand, whatever that might be. Well, I, the backside to that though, is like, if nobody's responsible, then everybody, or if everybody's responsible and nobody's responsible. Right. And that's like, Everybody's pointing like this when a problem happens. It's not my fault, it's your fault, it's their fault, it's everybody's fault, right? And yeah, I mean, that's the downside of like a true libertarian for sure. Thousand percent, right? So, like, if we want individual responsibility, doesn't it mean to truly build your own brand? And again, if you wanted to associate with CrossFit, cool. And for the record, I actually tried to initially make my CrossFit uh, name Purebred Athletics, they wouldn't let me do it. So, I had Purebred CrossFit and Purebred Athletics. So, there was not that opportunity. It, it, I'm at, and hindsight but you could have kept purebred crossfit you, kept a website never pushed people to it exactly so you 3, can 000. you can do that like i know a lot of people that do that that have an affiliate that is nowhere listed on their website but now they've basically just licensed to use the methodology in the name so and they some know people that like, crossfit well, then, will never come after them exactly which is fair quite frankly because if they're training crossfit in there but they're afraid people are afraid of crossfit well then but like, now you're going to get hit that. with the whole I don't want to give money to Coach Glassman. That's going to be one of the arguments to that. Listen, I get over it. People are still going to buy Domino or you know Papa John's pizza. Like, I don't know. you must. Do you like Papa John's a lot? Because you bring it up all the time. I like pizza, and it's very relevant in this scenario. Well, and you saw my reference. I mean, this is going. I won't even go off topic. I sent you that text earlier where I mentioned people that have effed up, and people still support them. But I still, like, I still think like you're 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 again, you're trying to take from all the piggy banks right now. And that's fine. Like I personally believe, and I was telling Jay before we hopped on here, I think the small, and again, I've been wrong many times in business. So, you know, take it for everything I say with a grain of salt. Yeah. You got, you went into business with me. That was your first mistake. And here I am thinking about doing it again. Right. <laughs> Good, right. But um, you know, 
personally, they're like CrossFit is what? How many years into like being on the big scene right now? Like it's in a new stage in business and it might need to change. And that's okay. Like business structure can change. Who's to say you can't change it back if it serves a better thing? Like what do they want right now? If they want impact, if they want to keep the damn thing alive, like everybody's freaking out. Like is CrossFit going to go under? Like that's like, I've heard more people and I'm not even an affiliate, right? And okay, so what do you need to keep it going? Maybe you need more structure. Maybe you need more rules. Right? Like one of my biggest problems is like, me, I had this, you know, Jay, I remember we, we pushed for a long time where I was like, I want a one month at least onboarding process. Right? We did it. We, we did, did it. We fought tooth and nail over, but we got finally there. But like most places are just coming off the street, man. Like, and having the background that I personally have in, you know, more the mobility, the rehab, all those other things. Like I had a real problem when I knew somebody else down the road was not going to say something about Rabd or whatever. And, you know, thank God we've dodged some bullets on certain things again is the ultimate onus and responsibility on me to actually make sure somebody's having a safe experience? And is it on me to make sure my business stands on its own two feet? Absolutely. Like I agree with that more than anything else. So then why is that not just the stance? Like if that's what we're saying, then I, then I, then I, then I struggle sometimes to come back and be like that, it, that we just literally all acknowledged it, but we're just like, but we should do it a different way. Oh no, my stance is with you there, but like just, do your own thing. Like if that's what you're going to do anyway, what do you, again, if you're going to pay for marketing that might not. And again, that's my opinion that it's marketing. I'm paying for a marketing expense for a brand awareness with that. If that's for me, what I'm using that money for when I don't have like my clients now, I start them with just walking, right? Like I don't need to make them do constantly varied anything. I need them to be consistent more than I need them to be constantly varied. That's a very different ball of wax, right? I made that shift when I decided I'm going to first make this about my client's problem, not the thing I like. And that was the existential, existential flex that I made. And I changed my entire system around that. And I've coached a lot of freaking people. Like we had many, many people at Albany and I put most of them through our intro programs and I've done a good job and a bad job in some of those things. That's where I would go with it personally. If you're and to me, if you're going to put in all that work to build your onboarding process, which to me is the most important part of any of this, any of this, because that's how you're going to like basically set the tone for any of your clients forever, because most of them don't have ankles. If that's what you're going to do, what am I? And it, there's potentially any circumstance of doubt of where I'm putting my money as a business, especially right now when I'm mitigating risk not most people are not trying to maximize outcome right now. They're minimizing their risk as much as possible. And if there's a shadow of a doubt where I'm putting any of my money that it might kick my business in the ass when there's so much change and turmoil and like question in the world. Now we're, now we're asking that, right? Like people are going to look at the money they're spending through a different lens right now. That's all I'm coming at it from. And if I'm going to take all the risk anyway, as a business owner, I want to have as few moving parts as possible. If I don't know somebody's going to post something in a social media post that I don't potentially agree with, and that might affect my business, you're damn right. I'm gonna I'm gonna eliminate that thing from my life. I, but on the flip side, if I'm not going to associate with that, and they put something out there that like booms my that could have boomed my business, that's also my loss. I'm from a personal standpoint where if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna like take it on the chin. It's going to be my problem. And it's going to be my success there too. Whether I'm, I'm personally maximizing for impact or I'm personally maximizing for credit. 
two very, very different things. And again, the question is, where I actually come into all of this is like, hey guys, you, so you decided to disaffiliate, who the hell are you now? And I, my argument to those people is, you're, and I agree with, I think I agree with both of you actually on this stance, like, no, you're not a CrossFit anymore, but you better redefine what problem you're solving. You're not solving forging elite fitness. Get that through your head. Like that's not what you're solving. And you're going to have to restructure over time your business because people, not right now, there's going to be a rally cry because you made a bold stance. And I, I commend people for that too. Over the next three to five months, there's going to be a subtle change when you don't have CrossFit in your name and you don't get to leverage that and you don't have that. The clients that are going to show up at your door are going to either just be word of mouth, which is whatever. And they'll be like, wow, why, why do you go there? Oh man, you look great. It's because somebody's going to look at me like, man, you look better naked. That's going to be the comment people are going to say. So that's weight loss. The flip side, the other thing that people have to decide is, are you a strength and conditioning facility, which is also a different specialty. People are now going to be forced, in my opinion, to have to make a very definitive decision on where do they stand on this thing. They can no longer, in my opinion, a, like a fringe thing. Like, because if you're trying to serve both masters, you're going to do both of them kind of not really the best. So just be really good at one thing, be an expert. And then if later on, once you've proven that system super awesome, then bolster the next thing, right? CrossFit won that argument because they built a game and a sport around fitness. And that's awesome. Like they used something really smart, which is human psychology. People like to win. People want points. People want to get acknowledgement and they put it there at the top. Cool. But from that, now they led it to this point. It's just a new decision. And I'm my, the whole, again, me coming into this is everybody who thinks it's just going to be, oh, we're just doing the same thing, but it's just the different now. That's not going to work in the next three to six months. You better start asking yourself a very hard question of who do you serve and why do you serve it? And no, you can't use the CrossFit name. So if you feel okay ethically just saying I'm doing the same thing and I'm just using the same old methodology, well, you clearly didn't address the initial problem of like, you're doing it for you and you're not doing it for the people that you serve. Um, and I think that's, that could be literally like tens of thousands of hours of conversation in which Jay and I have delved into lately. But um, that's where people who, I think who reacted emotionally and didn't take a beat to go, I'm about to make a very big decision right now. I did not like remove my affiliation overnight. It took probably a year for me to have some less than favorable decisions. And I hemmed and hawed with my current business partner about this. He asked me, he didn't, he never pushed me, asked me the questions. Hey man, I'm spending this, we're spending this money together. What's it going to? And I had to ask myself over and over again and sheer loyalty, pure bottom line loyalty like this thing and this is my master and this is my my person who took me to the top greg glassman as i don't get like starstruck very often but like the two times i met the guy i was actually speechless right like that doesn't happen very often with me in fact it like never does i've met plenty of celebrities and first time you met me yeah you i was the the gummy bear belt belt that you're wearing with your cargo shorts i was like oh god here we go <laughs> that's a great dead belt <laughs> was that's the thing like that's where people have to ask themselves like where are they going now and you know i probably would agree with both of you i think people are being fairly fraudulent they're just going to say i'm just going to do crossfit it's all the same thing right well if you really ask yourself like how many people are programming for the gym three days on one day off nobody 
right? Why? Because people want to have the gym open seven days a week, 90% of people, right? So that right there, you've already deviated from the methodology, right? One change, one change. Yes that's and no. Yes, yes and, and yeah. no. Fernald, no, that's not necessarily say true. the same thing I said, because it's really yeah. up to the athletes. It's, it's running a when business. Life, but I, life dictates that, right? Well, look at that. We just went like this, right? Up. Uh, it wasn't my fault this time. Oh, now it's the client's fault, right? We no, no, I think that's a, no, because I think anybody who truly understands what he's describing in that three-on-one off, understand that that's not, it's not, because they've done three-on-one off and they've done three-on-one off, two-on-one off. And the point isn't like, this is the set in stone template. The point is people can only sustain so much high intensity in there in order to illustrate that to you. This is how we're going to program. And that should be communicated to your clients. We're like, if I see you eight days in a row, maybe you sh maybe I shouldn't. Um, but yeah, I can I mean, also go ahead. I can just come back. Well, just said, let me just say, you could take that to the next level of like the strength Metcon debate that we've touched many times where you're like, yeah. but then again, like Fern just said, if you go back to February 10th, 2001, the first time cross the program to workout, there's plenty of double days. There's plenty of triple days. There's plenty of EMOMs. There's plenty of everything. So just because currently it's one workout a day, which we stand by, most people need just that doesn't kind of like what you said, you said it really well, like it, just because it's not CrossFit, is it not CrossFit? I don't know. But that's the nature of the problem. It's, it can be. And again, those on the other side, and don't get me wrong. Like I get it from I've how many of these certs have I taken Jay? Like pretty much every last one of them. Right. Yeah. I mean, you and I hit all I, of them back in the day. I can argue with, the amount of times I looked at my clients when they tried to tell me something wasn't CrossFit and I'm like, you have literally not a, not a clue in your mind, not even a little bit, right? Like I programmed thrusters and snatches and they said that wasn't CrossFit enough. I look and be like, are you out of your mind? Right. If anybody wanted to like say something along those lines, but again, because there is that much flexibility and vagueness out there. And that's the, that is the consequence of the setup, right? If we want to like, and everybody's wanting to point about like, we need better leadership. Okay, well, this was all set up from one thing. Cool. And that's part of the decision, right? If everybody's wanting some type of structure, like somebody's gonna have to make the decision about what structure is, right? And what's the onboarding process? And what's the thing? And it's gonna have to look somewhat uniform. That's the nature of the beast. Like why do, why do regulations happen, right? Otherwise it would be pure anarchy. It eventually happens at some maturation point of every business. So I think there's a, a discussion to be had here because I, I, we're quasi all saying the same thing, right? And we might be talking past the points that are important, which is what does affiliation mean, right? So you're like, hey, $3,000. And I'm like, okay, what do I get for my $3,000? You get, you get your name on the board, right? Okay, cool. Check. Worth $3,000. I mean, if we're talking about a marketing expense, anybody who's been in the, the game long enough understands it, look, pennies, pennies. I know people that spend three times that in one month in the CrossFit space. The flip side of that is what is the, if you want more, if you want systems, right? So let, let's, let's dive down that hole. Like if you want an onboarding program, then my question is let's, let's figure out like, okay, in a different world, what would be the perfect affiliation where I get whatever it is that I've decided that I need from that? Well, cool. Uh, I'm going to guess that it doesn't cost $3,000 anymore. Right. So then what are we, what are people willing to pay for all these things that they want? And my guess is probably not what it actually costs going back to like the cost of franchising, which people don't understand. Otherwise, most of them wouldn't be having this conversation. 
And that's, again, going back to a little bit of self-accountability. If $3,000 is going to put you over, and for the record, I've been that guy and my business is like, fuck, I, 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 this is going to crush me right now. It's got jack to do with CrossFit. Your business sucks. Agreed. So again, it's got nothing to do with that. Right. And what I think is happening now is there's a knee jerk reaction and there's a couple things that have lined up here that I think are worth acknowledging. Everybody's been cooped up with their house. We've been practicing being divided, be like, I think we should open. I think we should close. I think this was a racial issue. I think it was a stupidity issue, whatever. And then this happens. And now people have been basically let out of the box, practicing, blaming somebody else for something that's going on for four consecutive months nonstop. So now they're just like, this is your fault. This is the reason I'm here. When affiliates have just been bidding, kicked in the balls for four months and coming to the realization that what they've been building is actually not that strong. It's not resilient from the stance of a business. I couldn't sustain two months of having my business blown up. Right. So it's like, okay, what do you want that affiliation to look like? And I think it's a worthwhile question, quite frankly, that HQ should ask. If you guys want more, what would you be willing to pay for it? Because shit ain't free. Right. Like your client, you don't give more services to your clients for free. Oh, absolutely. I'm in a thousand. Right. So again, I think there's some some pretty uh, there's some pretty candid conversations that need to be had that people are not willing to have. They're like, well, no, I just think I should get way more for my three thousand bucks. And I'm like, in what world? In what world is that a thing? It's not. It's it's foolish, and that and that, and I agree with you that again. Rebranding is rebranding, or deaffiliate is is is. And I think I said it the other day. The speed at which with people did it was the problem. You put no forethought into it. You're just like, I'm out. I'm deaffiliating, and they're not asking the question that you brought up, Caleb, which is, what does that mean? Who am I going to be now? And how am I going to explain this? Because now I've created confusion. If they come in, people come in there and they see it and they're like, wait, this is not a CrossFit gym. Well, that sure shit looks like CrossFit. So now I'm confused. Like, are you full of shit? Like what's going on here? You know? So there's a lot of, there's a lot of things to unpack here with that. It's, it's a lot. You hit the nail on the head, man. Like, especially that. And I'm going to agree with you. If I thousand percent, it should be a hell of a lot more, but like you get more for more and it will fast track your business. But it does mean taking responsibility. Like, let's take all the best business practices and let's have some predictability around it, which is like kind of the opposite of the black box method, right? Like put something in, you don't really know what happens in the middle and like something comes out on the other side. Like, no, like how about we just quantify exactly what happens in the middle of great business practices from onboarding a client, from all these things. Because, and again, the, the first dip in the, like I personally think $1,000 for a weekend certification is a drop in the bucket to begin with but like most people look at that like that's a massive expense that's a pretty big onboarding piece right there so you're actually getting a pretty big commitment from somebody who wants to learn the methodology in general right cool like you can go teach crossfit now you went and did the thing but like that's kind of the access point right now and you're absolutely right right and especially you know the only one of the few people that i really think positioned themselves well before this is like nc fit right kalipa didn't need crossfit before that dude ran a sharp business. Like I've listened to all his stuff and like, just because he's a good businessman, he didn't, he'd set himself up when this moment, if he didn't agree with something like this, he's not putting his business at risk. He's not putting his clients that he's, that he's in charge of at risk. He can still take care of them in a great place. And yeah, you, you, I think, again, just to reiterate what you said, I think a lot of people made an emotional decision and I think all of us would probably agree if 
And I know I've made some very emotional decisions in business and I look back and I go, shit, that wasn't smart. So like, well, there's also stuff that I think is again with the NC fits of the world. And um, I'm not super in tune with a lot of what they're doing, but I think they're consolidating physical spaces. I think because a lot of what their revenue is coming in from that branding with regard to like programming and all that stuff. I'm, I'm pretty sure they've closed down a few spots. Yes. Okay. So, so that I'm not entirely sure is an appropriate model for somebody to model themselves off of because it's not the same. I'm talking about a virtual company that's doing now doing B2B who is now selling themselves as the quintessential B2C business. And I'm not hating on him by the way, like that's good. But what I'm saying is, those are not the same. Same like with that's that's a B to C. That's a that's exactly that's a B that is a B to C entity that is largely and if I'm gonna take a guess is largely being fueled by B to B revenue. So it's actually not real in the sense that I'm like this is how you should structure your business and you'll be able to recreate this. Like, Again, I'm not hating on him, but not everybody's gonna be able to create NC fit because a lot of what he's selling is B to B. I wasn't. I wasn't it from that sense it was more yeah set up a business that was resilient to inevitability like whether it was this statement whether it was covid whether it was anything like economic strife is going to hit your business yeah but my point is i agree with you i'm not and i'm not saying you were saying that i'm i'm saying is i'm not entirely sure that the b to c brick and mortar was resilient like I, we'd have to pop the hood on that thing and say if he didn't have nc fit having all this other b2b revenue would he be in the same fucking position as everybody else? Like, we don't know. And it's good for him that he's not. I just get really worried when these businesses who are looked at as the quintessential, you should do this, are largely backed by other sources of revenue based on brand awareness, right? Like, he's Jason Kalipa. And this has always been my contention is, the, I'm super happy for him. If people crush it, that is amazing, but I don't know that I'm going to, you know, structure how I go about playing basketball because Michael Jordan had a shoe. Like I'm not Michael Jordan and most just, gyms are not Jason Kalipa and they're not Ben Bergeron. So I think it's just a little bit of awareness of really looking at, okay, what do they have going on in that facility? And I can't do that. So chop whatever, 40% off of it. That's actually what I'm dealing with, not the larger NC Fit brand, because that's not what I do. So just so I, you know, yeah, Caleb, for us to tell everybody you played Division One basketball, you you fucking every tell everybody episode. I played basketball. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I do want to clarify. I'm not saying you're saying that, but I'm saying that to my in my personal opinion, that's a quasi. It's a it's a bit of a pitfall pitfall for some people because that's worth noting. Oh yeah, I'm in agreement 100% with you. I, I only use his platform as saying like he looked beyond just the typical. Agreed. The box, right? Agreed. And that's why I'm saying I. That's why I'm saying I'm not hating on him for that. But if we're going to use that as like this is what you should do in your gym. Yeah. Maybe maybe not. Like I, and, I do think the, there's a quasi question mark there. I can I say the same thing about Bergeron? It's the same thing Fern said. Like everybody looks at Bergeron as the best. It's like, is he a good programmer for games athletes? Sure. I don't know that his programming is any better than Drive Fitness. In fact, I don't think it is. Like, Drive Fitness, best programming out there, right, Todd? So, you know, and then it's, they model their affiliate after him. It's like, you don't know how, you know, CrossFit New England, or I'm sorry, Community Fitness New England is these days. You just know that his programming for games athletes are good. 
Yeah. And don't be fooled that comp train ain't pulling in some decent cash. Right. So like, again, that's one more factor to throw on there. It's just like, if I'm going to do all of these things, well, I mean, whatever, let's just say it's 40 and 40 to, for, for monthly of 80 revenue. Well, I don't get the additional 40 because I don't do thousands of people online programming, right? Yeah. Because that's not my game. Um, you know, so I would like to see some of the affiliates that are just standalones like the David Osorios of the world who are crushing He's it. One and, of the best and, out there. And, yeah. and most people don't know who he is and should. Yeah. Because he doesn't because have he, any of these, he doesn't have any of these extraneous factors that make him somebody that everybody else seeks out, right? Like those are just his clients. That's it. The end. Yeah. You know, I would, I mean, to that effect, I would argue that you're going to see a massive shift to high, like high increases in price because to be able, I mean, from, I live in New York, right? What's it? 10 people in a room and stuff like that. Like you're going to have to go, purely to almost like a semi-private model in my opinion if you're going to do in person or you're going to have to leverage a virtual space and most people have not set that up and i've been setting that up like it took about a year because i had to break some personal beliefs that you could actually get results that way for people and again this is a long term this is again a longer term conversation i agree with you where like, the box model might not be the thing anymore at least not in the way it's it is right now and it's you're going to see a lot of things change i think you're going to see what it looks like to be inside of an affiliate change. And again, if you're going to ask somebody to pay X amount of money for this change in time, is it helping to set you up for your business? Cause at the end of the day, like you got to keep your lights on. Right. And that's, that's a hard question to ask anybody. Um, that, that's just a question I'm, I'm begging for anybody. Like I don't, I got something different out of it than anybody else. Right. Like what is, what is, you know, Jay is a very different person to me than to his both of you. Like he's a very different figure of life circumstances as is like any other business thing. Cross it's a very different thing to me. You know, it changed my life in different ways and might change your life in different ways. So as things are changing now, which is not a bad thing, like it's just a different thing. What is, what are people going to get out of it? So again, I, I, mean, I probably should first ask like, again, this might go longer conversation. What are you, what are you guys most afraid of as this is happening? Cause you're both, you are still both affiliates, right? Yeah. What's the, I, I mean, owning a business in general is a little sketchy right now, but like, what are you guys both, both afraid of in terms of one of the, of staying or not staying with it? I'm assuming both of you are staying based off of our conversation so far. I'm personally not afraid of anything with regard to that. And I, I don't, I don't say that, oh, look at me. Like, I'm just not like we've, I think Todd's in pro probably going to say the same thing where, where I've been, I slash we have invested a ton of time in making sure that the connections we have inside the building are personal. They are with me, not with CrossFit. So I'm not worried about that at all. As a, as a matter of fact, business is fucking great yeah. currently in the space. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat as far as that's concerned. It's like I, we've been around for nine years and have created a brand that is not just simply CrossFit. So in my area, it's like they know who we are and what we do. And I don't, that's not, I don't see that changing. Um, definitely not with the people that are inside the walls of our gym currently. Um, might that impact my, if I do have a concern is like, what's it going to do to the potential consumer going forward will this radiate enough, radiate out enough to cause some issues 
to where somebody that's either just heard about CrossFit or will hear about CrossFit, will that be what's associated with it? Or will it be the, the same thing, which is what people know for the most part of now is like, hey, this is a, a program that gets results. Like you, you made mention of people calling you up to start at your gym and nobody says, I want a two minute frame time or I want a heavier clean and jerk. They'll call you and say, Hey, I want to lose some weight or I'm looking to get fitter or like tone up or whatever it is. And typically it's followed by her. I hear CrossFit's a good way to do that. I'm a little bit nervous because I'm either out of shape or I've never done this before. How do you guys take care of me? And that's the easy seller come in the door and let me show you how we'll take care of you. And it's not a big deal. So if somebody's not willing to make that call because they are afraid that CrossFit as a brand represents something else, that's a potential risk. But I'm, I, I'm optimistic to think that because the, the fitness side of the program is so strong, people will still understand and hear the words that CrossFit gets you fit. This is a place to start there. Other thing that happened, what I heard in both of you saying that is that you both come from a different place of stability you guys know what you provide, meaning what's the result. You just happen to use that to get that, right? But if you needed to change that, you guys are already secure on that, right? And we'll call it CrossFit, but again, right, Fern, you just said it, it's relationships, right? You happen, For sure. you happen to use the means of CrossFit. Other people happen to use the means of Weight Watchers. Some of the like, but I think that's the thing to do. I now, admittedly, now on that note, admittedly, I would struggle if I switched methodology because I happen to be an expert in CrossFit. Now, could I shift expert? over and do Come on, <laughs> well, for sure, compared to you, compared to you, I am, I'm a fucking yes. genius. Yeah, I'm That's a genius. A low bar for no, yeah. I'm with you on that. I mean, I had a discussion with somebody the other day where I was like, I don't want to have a gym that's a community fitness gym. No, no. thanks. I don't want a boot camp. That's just so not me. Also, pers personally, I don't want that. Let me throw in there. The reason you and Fern are not afraid is because you, exactly what Caleb said and exactly what Fern said, because you do shit right. The people right, that are afraid are because they're not doing it right. They don't have the relationships and they might get rid of the name CrossFit and, you know, lose people because they're not attached to Todd. They're not attached to Fern. Well, and I'll, I'll people, tell you this. People were good. And just, just right, right now, it's like you ask what you get from CrossFit. I learned how to do this stuff right from CrossFit and the CrossFit community. Now, it might not have been the exact process needed, but how to treat people right and how to build a community and make sure that we're doing the right things for the right reasons for the right people, like that is all – I have learned through CrossFit because I wasn't always that guy to that degree, right? Sure. So it's like I look at that and it's like I've gotten a lot from this community. I've gotten a lot for what I've paid for affiliate fees. I've learned all of this stuff and I've created a secure business because of what I've learned from CrossFit and the community. So it's like I can't say it's like that was me and then CrossFit was just, you know, a means to do the exercises. It's like those two things came hand in hand. That was a means to the exercise, but I learned the right way to do things through the community and through that. Yeah, but that happens to, like, again, like, I know I have some deep biases considering, like, my personal background, like, again, growing up in a cult and some other things like that, where, that's no joke, um, <laughs> it's true, but it happens to be how you learn the lessons. Now, what if things change? Do you not, like, say tomorrow, 
for whatever reason, for whatever reason, you can't fit because CrossFit shuts down. Stop. No, right? Like, so to me, I ask this, I ask this to my wife. I ask this to my clients all the time. I set this up. So if I died tomorrow, you would still be okay. Right. And I think the deeper question there is what is loyalty is loyalty to a brand name that what if the brand changes? Do I have to go with everything that goes forever? And that's a hard question to ask, right? Like I have some deep seated loyalty issues. Big part of the final straws with Jay and I happened to wrap around loyalty. Jay was my mentor, my best friend. Like I wrapped too many things in my life around Jay to solve all my problems because of whatever my own personal issues beforehand. And a part of that was with CrossFit, right? And I wrapped a lot of those things. And again, I told you already, like last year, I was thinking about coming back to CrossFit because I was coming to terms with, I probably threw the baby out with the bathwater, probably. But doesn't change the fact that you guys happen to use this means, right? Some people use Christianity to find their enlightenment. Some people find Buddhism. Some people find nutrition some people find agnosticism some people find atheism right like we're still attaching like this identity of i'm a crossfitter well i'm not that anymore and again if you're attaching your businesses i am crossfit well crossfit is an ever amalgamous changing thing right where the hell did crossfit learn it from look at every one of those certs their specialties he's taking stuff from gymnastics from weightlifting from everything he borrowed it from everybody and from that very nature, like we're all stealing from everybody at all times. And that's where I come back to the, like, did he maximize for credit or for impact? I would argue the dude am, am maximized for impact. He will also go down for the history. And again, I'm not an affiliate. I will give him credit for like launching my career. I remember like, shit, like this thing is awesome. This gave me new purpose in college. I'm like, wow, I could be good at something again. Like I could feel like an athlete, right? Every, I think, you know, many people have that same or similar story but is that like the rest of your life? And I'm bringing all of this to the table because I genuinely believe there's a lot of really amazing people right now that, are, that own a business, that something changed. And my fear for all of them is that they're gonna go through what I just went through. And I had pretty amazing people that somehow step up in my life to like guide me through that shit and like keep me alive as I started to figure out who the hell I was in my late 20s, early 30s. And my business reflected that. I don't know how the hell it happened, but it happened because I just gave a shit about people and wanted to help people, which at its core, both of you just told me, right? You and you happen to be paying a fee, right? To me, again, I, I kind of get, especially when it comes to like ideologies and things like that, I, I clearly like it strikes a tune with me. So it's coming off a little more like my own biases and please again, feel free to- Well, everybody has their own biases, dude. I mean, we're just having a conversation. I know, but I- <laughs> to preface that because i've gotten a little i've gotten a little ape shit in my past and pissed off a lot of like just by the very nature of you even saying that like i have and i don't even know either of you like i've had an hour of conversation right now and i'm like I, I respect these guys just because of that that openness as people are looking towards not just now like this is just a blip in time right the news cycle is going to change soon things are going to change like I remember a year ago when the biggest thing was blank three months ago, like the biggest thing was blank, right? Like the news cycle will change. And as people are going to set up their businesses right now, and they're going to make this, like, I want to make sure that and I think we're all in agreement on this. You need to ask yourself, what are you now? And if you are CrossFit, what does it mean to be CrossFit? And if you're not CrossFit, well, what are you? 
Are you a fill in the blank? And being that there is so many people, right? You just said, I don't want to be a community fitness. I don't want to be a boot camp. Well, why not? And what is boot camp? Boot camp is your own projections of whatever. Community fitness is our own projections of whatever, you know, um, the woman doing curves is whatever, right? Like our own- is curves pro- still around in Albany? I don't uh, know. I haven't paid attention. But like providing a result, it just happens to be the way they're doing it. And I think the dogmas that I think where we all get really caught up in and all this shit is like, this is my ideology. It's better than your ideology. And then like all of a sudden when there's shifts that happen, we're like, yo, you can't be taking my thing and I'm paying for the thing. And the thing is like, or we all just really want to help people. What's the best practices. I'm going to pay for something out of this. And again, my opinion, I think, I think the cross would be very well suited to go to a franchise model right now and charge a fucking boatload personally. Like, CrossFit like created a massive, massive value, massive. That's the marketing expense alone on creating something like the games and stuff like that. Insane. It is, but I do think the counter argument to that is like, look what they built without it. And now the argument is like, no, 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 they should do it differently. Like what I think, I think there, there's a potential conversation to be had about there's some hiccups along the way because there were some, uh, I don't know whether you want to call them like macro versus micro missteps, but I think the macro, it's hard to argue what they've achieved with that. Now, have there been like some like weird, you know, really bad, like little sticking points along the way, but it's continued to prevail and continued to grow. Um, And to some extent, I, I agree with you. Like, what am I? I think because these are these small micro gyms are not nationally known brands. I think that potentially could be the wrong question. Not what I am. It, yes, I am a CrossFit gym, but more who am I? Because marketing or not, everybody knows that if you are not an online business, I mean, it applies there as well. Most of your clients come from your clients if you're doing it right. Right. So who am I? Well, I'm the person who, you know, I'm just making this up. Like I'm the person who gives people results because I care. Right. Like that's not a what that's a who. Right. And then I want to replicate those people with inside my business. And, you know, you can create a culture where like, who are those people? Well, those are the people I had a girl join today. She's going to drive 40 minutes across town to come here. She's like the first time I wasn't sure. And the second time I was like, man, I really like it here. Everybody just seems like they hang out all day. That's not a what, that's a group of who's, right? Like this is a, this is an actual culture. And I think when you start looking towards what you start to lose the culture, which is one of the things that we preach at the level one and on similar staff is that transmission of culture, right? And that's where I think people have largely missed the boat is like, if it's suffering within your business, that the culture is suffering and you have a direct impact on that. So what are you doing to fix that? And on top of with like, you need to put systems in place and all those other things. So, for, you know, we're probably splitting, splitting hairs here, but you know, at this point, like the minutia matters, you know? Well, to me, the, 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 here's would be a, a good thought experiment. What if tomorrow it was decided that doing playing tiddlywinks is now what CrossFit is, right? Are you guys both staying on board? Or we give that in the lecture, which is if it produces the better results, then absolutely. You're going to find me in, you know, rollerblades wearing a hula hoop and juggling. Yeah. But the, the fact is that's not going to happen. 
that particular scenario is not. I, I, I get your point though. Like if something changes, are you still on board? And it, it and this this showed us all that there is an opportunity to where something could change enough to where our, our choices could change. And, and Fern and I have both talked about that on previous episodes within this mm -hmm. week. And that it, there is a point to where that, that happens. You're absolutely right. Um, and we're both confident that we're, we built a business strong enough to stand with or without it. Um, so I, I, I do think it's a great thought experiment though, and definitely something that everybody needs to do, not just those that are the affiliating or any of that. It's like, you've got to make sure that you're prepared, that you, you can want to li live with, with this brand or with these people, but you sure as heck better be prepared to live without them. Um, and I think that that goes to almost every aspect of your life, right? Absolutely. I think at this point, sorry about that. I think at this point we've, you know, we're not going in circles, but we can literally the three of us can go or the four of us, sorry, can go on about this forever. I think the one thing I've learned from this is people need to be open-minded and listen to other people's opinions. Like I was really impressed, not that I was worried about it, but we're all just listening and hearing other people's opinion. And there's no right or wrong in all of this. Of course, you know, it's wrong if you're stealing, which we can get back to, you know, we circle back to that when it comes to CrossFit, but everything, you know, it's like, this, this has been a phenomenal conversation. Caleb, well, let me go with Fern, Todd, and let me let you wrap it up, Caleb. Do you guys have anything else to add to it? No, man, I think, I, just like you said, man, I think it's been a fun, uh, productive conversation. It's cool to hear different perspectives. And let me, before Fern goes, let me say, Caleb, I'm so impressed with your everything. I mean, the way you speak, the way you listen. Yes, I had a tremendous role in that, but nonetheless, <laughs> I knew I knew there was some shameless self plug coming in there. If like, you're I talking just, about I, credit or change, what's the impact? What are you looking yeah. for? Impact Jay's looking credit? for credit. Jay, yeah. credit every time. But man, it was great. It was so I was like really impressed listening to you. Makes me proud. And I'll talk to you later offline about everything. But for anything you want to add? No, I think the the overall conversation, regardless of how it tastes right now, is positive because everybody's going to start opening up their aperture with regard to the things they should be considering and improving their business. Um, you know, it, it's 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 pretty understood because most CrossFit affiliates haven't gone through anything with regard to economic strife until now, right? So if you survive this, you know, you've probably earned your stripes as a true blue entrepreneur um, and probably walked out of this looking at things through an entirely different lens and, and in my opinion, should continue to do so. Um, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any bad ideas, quite frankly, with regard to all of this. I think it's how they're executed and do they work for you is the question. And right now what, what, what bothers me and I think is a little weird is there are a lot of people who are just blindly grabbing onto somebody who's moving in a certain direction without actually considering like, where the fuck are we going? That, that was, I get it. I, especially the emotional reactions and stuff. Like as a business owner, you have to like find a way to cool your head. Right. And we can see that right now, like any statement's going to be put under a microscope right now. And we need to really think about that. Um, and one, thank you like for both of you just chatting with me today, because I love talking with other business owners in general and, you know, Jay, thank you for those words of those kind, very kind words. We've, we've done a lot. <laughs> I've not improved as much as you have, Caleb. 
Well, for sure. Yeah, we can all agree there. <laughs> Plenty of therapy has helped with that. So don't you <laughs> trust me. Um, yeah, my closing thoughts is like, I, one, just to echo everything you guys both said, like, the conversations are open now, you need to start looking at yourself as like a business owner and all truly taking responsibility for your own actions. Um, you know, and, and I would caution anybody who's going to make an emotional reaction, like take a beat, take a breath, really walk through like, what does this mean? Not just now, but forever. Because like, how much is really going to change in one day if you just take a breath and like really consolidate your thoughts and make a really important decision. And that's to go either way, right? Like that's just, it's important that you do that because your business still see like the people that are coming through your doors every day, or you're maybe you're engaging with online right now, they're relying on you to steady the ship, regardless of somebody else out there, whether it's Classman, whether it's now Castro, whether whatever, they're relying on you to like still keep your shit straight. And like whatever goal you promised them when they walked in day one, whether it's I'm going to help you become a great football player, I'm going to help you, you know, lose the 30 pounds that you've always been trying, like, it's your responsibility to like keep a level head for them and for the livelihood of your business. Because I'm assuming nobody's like, oh, I just want to make it through this COVID and through this whole time in life. No, I want my business to go forever. And if you're going to do that, you need to take a, take a second and really pause and think about it and create a system around that. And if you don't have, like, if you can't do that, you sure as hell better start asking some questions and reaching out to some people or you like find somebody, you know, I specifically believe in business partnerships. Most people are like, oh, just don't do it. Like, I believe in having a business partner who like will push back and tell you, you need to think about this because more often than not, there's like some shades of gray that you did not consider and you need to take a level head because there's a lot of people at stake. There's a lot of people at stake, not just your one thing. And if anything about this, it showed that a lot of people are affected by a few very small, concise words. Words do matter. And uh, you should you should take your words not very lightly. They, 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 they carry a lot. Well said, Caleb. And I think, again, this whole podcast was great. I, mean, we, I, hope, I hope if people are listening, what they can at least take from it, like you just said, Caleb, is have these open conversations and a level you just finished with words matter. All right, guys. That's a wrap on today's episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. If you haven't already, do us a favor, head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself, hit us up, besthouroftheirday at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at best hour of their day. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting best hour of their day.